The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. This is the next segment in our This One Goes Out to the series and this one goes out to the M3s. British Fields is rising fourth-year medical student at MCW Milwaukee campus. As an aspiring pediatrician, British plans to use her voice to advocate for those who have been wronged by the healthcare system and deliver care that will lead to disease prevention, better health outcomes, and ultimately a reduction in health disparities. I hope that you all enjoy this episode and British's perspective. Be well. Thank you so much, British, for being here. I'm really excited to have you. We always get started with the same icebreaker question, and that's what what is one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently? Yeah, so that's a great question, um, and I really need to be better at promoting my own wellness and taking care of myself, but um, one of the ways that I do that is have, like, non-interrupted like meals so it's a time for me where I'm not checking emails I'm not responding to people I'm not doing anything besides like enjoying my lunch or my meal and watching a fun something that takes my mind off of life so that's kind of like one thing because I'm a little usually my wellness activity is getting my nails done but you guys know we're at the end of the school year and money is super tight right now so Mm -hmm. um I am enjoying my uh, TV shows right now. That is awesome. I will. I just love the idea of like taking lunch just to do lunch. <laughs> and it seems like such a simple, it's like simple, but not easy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because like during this COVID pandemic, I'm very, like one of the most probably if there was any like silver lining, I think us embracing the like tech world and virtual space. However, people are not respectful of your time um, outside of the business hours and students get caught on a lot outside of these work hours. And it's like your personal time is no longer yours. Cause all I can squeeze in like a 30 minute meeting um, randomly since I'm on rotation. Sure. I can take a seven thirty call, Um, But it's like it really prevents you from having like any downtime or any true space where you're just being you. So I started this kind of back when I was in dedicated studying for step one, where I literally would just use my meals as like my break time. And it was like a non-negotiable time where it was just me and something that took my mind off of studying. So it's like something I've been carrying through um, the end of the M3 year. Yeah. That's amazing. I I know it's come up on the podcast before this idea of like, sometimes you have to be intentional about things that you don't, you know, you you haven't necessarily had to put in that effort in the past, right? So again, like this idea of like, just eating lunch during your lunch hour, right? Like, yes, like sometimes you have to be intentional about things that, you know, you didn't necessarily have to in the past. And but it can be so powerful, that bit of time can be really powerful. Yeah. I heard on the radio recently that in France, it is illegal to eat your lunch at your desk. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we need to like take some notes from the French. Apparently they they are really strict about at lunchtime, which I know for you, it's a little bit different. You're not necessarily at a desk, right? At lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we can translate that into 
<clears throat> not working during lunch, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. That one is siestas we need to take <laughs> from overseas. Yes, exactly. I, I concur. So British is here to share so gratefully, graciously with us her experience during M3 year, what it was all about from her perspective, from surprises to wins to the struggles. So kind of diving right in, British, what surprised you most about this M3 year? Yeah, what surprised me most was how influential like the med student role is. Um, I think coming in as like a M1 and M2, you think like, oh, it'll just be, I'm just shadowing, like kind of how you do in clinical apprenticeship. And maybe you get to interview like a few patients. But when you're on the wards as a third year, like they really treat you as a a valuable part of the team, which I was pretty shocked about. (laughs) Um, I was like, wait, you want me to go talk to who and you want me to ask them about this part of the patient, like what's going on with them like me like are you sure you want me to do that you want me to page this person uh okay sure do you want me to go down and talk to the family or call and update the family okay like I really didn't um think that we get to do like important quote unquote important things or things that were valuable and that was like super like fun I and you really get to spend a lot of time with patients one-on-one and their families so it's you a lot of times advocating for patient needs and patient wants um in the background like when you're presenting the patient to your team and saying like hey the patient is like pretty down today maybe we can address some of these concerns that they have or oh the patient is really eager to get home um is there any way that you know what are kind of their barriers to discharge if we can discuss this with the patient so they can have a better understanding there's just like so many ways that you can be um, a true asset to your team that I wasn't aware that we could do as M3s. That's amazing. And I think like, what a pleasant surprise, you know, to know that you would be able to take on roles like that. But I mean, how did that feel for you when you when you realized that people were asking those certain things of you? Was it exciting, nerve wracking, everything? It was um, ex- excitingly scary or Mm-hmm. nervously exciting yeah um it was definitely um exciting like me being a, a extrovert and like just wanting to jump right in but I know for some people it's probably a little more terrifying you kind of just want to dip your toe into the water instead of jumping right in but um I think we all um can say like it's you can as a student have the right to say where you're comfortable and where you're not, but there are going to be times where you're just going to get pushed into the deep end and you just got to, got to swim in and trust your, your little floaties that they all <laughs> keep you up and keep you a swimming. So I think um, it's definitely um, an exciting time, especially coming out of like the M1 and M2 year um, where you've probably been beat down and not even, remembering why you want to be in medicine so now it's like hey my voice actually matters my my thoughts about this were were kind of spot on or oh man I I did strong work that's one of the phrases that a lot of residents and attendings say like strong work Mm. instead of like good job it's like strong work (laughs) um (laughs) so that's like one that you kind of hear so I don't know it's exciting but it can definitely be nervous like a nerve-wracking time so yeah 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 and I know it's come up on um the podcast before like this idea of how you just mentioned after year one and two 
you know, getting into rotation can be so refreshing with just like reestablishing like your purpose and the whole reason, right? Like why you're putting yourself through this rigorous experience. And I've heard that from a lot of people that I can be affirming in that way. And that's so awesome. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish you would have known ahead of M3 year? I wish I would have known a little bit more about the application cycle um, and how like valuable like the M3 year is to that. I feel like I had an idea because I was really plugged in with the upperclassmen at MCW, but um, I think there's a lot more that we can do to prepare students for how this is kind of like a mini job interview, I would say, um, especially when you get to the rotation or of the specialty that you're interested in. Um, I wish we put like a little bit more of an emphasis on um, understanding that you really have to kind of show up and show out on these rotations um, because you never know what others kind of think about you because it's pretty subjective like evaluation stuff so I just wish I would have knew a little bit more about that one yeah and is there anything you would have done differently when you were on like that specific rotation or a different way you would have approached it or um I think I would have done a little more um just connecting early on um, and stating certain goals ahead of time. Like, oh, I know that at the end of this rotation, I want to come out with a letter of recommendation. Or um, and how do I go about setting those goals up early? Or, um, oh, this attending seems kind of cool. We click, but I'm only working for only working with them for like two days. How can I use this as an opportunity to shine in case I do want a letter like later on in life. So just those kinds of things, like knowing how to set goals like super early and how to state those goals like out loud to your residents so that they can help advocate for you and kind of point out opportunities where you can shine on the rotation. Right. And what would you say was your biggest win this past academic year? Um, I feel like I had a lot of wins, man. Yeah. Yeah. M3 year definitely was like a fun one for me, but I would have to say like my biggest win would be, um, on my peds, like outpatient rotation. I was uh, privileged to have, uh, two little black girls, um, see me in one visit because they were cousins and grandma was bringing them in. Um, and I often just try and figure out a way how I can, establish like a quick rapport with like my little patients since I am going into pediatrics and one of the things that I like asked them to kind of break down the barrier is um what do you want to be when you grow up like I love hearing like kids say like anything from like a politician up to a police officer SWAT team <laughs> or they want to like wrestle dragons like anything <laughs> like I love hearing those kind of stories and to these little babies um what the little one the smaller one of the two um she pointed at me when I asked that and the older one said um I want to be like you when I grow up and I was like oh you want to be a doctor and they both were like shaking their heads like super eagerly like yes yes and I was like wow that's like pretty cool and a, a um a really motivating spot for me to be in um because that's one of the reasons why I want to go into pediatrics is to inspire a generation that looks like me um and letting them know that 
you know, your circumstances do not define you. Um, you can go on to be anything from a scientist to a doctor to an engineer, or you want to own your own business. You want to be the next president. Like you can do that. Um, so I feel like being able to just open the door of curiosity for these two little ones and show them that they can one day be one day be in the same space and spot as me um, was really rewarding and what I needed to hear in that moment. That is so amazing. The power of representation. Absolutely. Know? It really does matter. Like it's not just a hashtag. Yeah. Um, it matters like so much in our everyday life. Oh, I love that. On the flip side of that coin, what would you say was your biggest challenge or biggest struggle? Yeah, I would say <clears throat> now it, it comes back to the representation for me. So um, my biggest uh, kind of struggle was not having residents and attendings that look like me. Um, it was really hard. Not that I had like mean attendings or mean residents or they treated me less than. It's just hard to connect with someone who doesn't have a, a similar background as you and have to explain like certain things or uh, certain situations. And it really um, increased my own imposter syndrome. Like, am I really meant to be here? Like, there's nobody here that looks like me. Like, is, uh, is there a space in academia for me when I become a physician? Um, so that was something I struggled with a lot. But thankfully, I did have a, a few... Um, very few. I had three Black attendings on my entire um, year as a third-year med student, and they were all awesome and really um, instilled in a lot of great values in me that I hope I'm able to take on and share with those coming up behind me. And not, you know, that that burden should remain on you but I think like you're saying you know the reality is is that at this point it is right like you're the, the burden to find those people connect with those people do that level of networking and then also like managing your own imposter syndrome right and yeah on mindset reminding yourself that you absolutely belong here and bring something different to the table but I think you know continue we just need to continue to make more strides on like a systemic level you know so that the burden doesn't continue to fall on individuals to make it work like you did you're so resilient and strong you obviously made it work um and you're capable of that and more but yeah definitely need that those systems to to catch up yeah agree and thank you for that what would you say was your most fun or best memory from this past academic year and this doesn't have to be academic it can be outside of school or you know within rotation but what would you say was your best memory or most fun um my most fun memory kind of this academic year unfortunately it's going to be academic because what else do I do in my life <laughs> um <laughs> I have some fun stuff coming up but it hasn't happened yet um, sure but my most fun memory was the first time I got to first assist in the OR. Um, I'm not going into surgery. However, um, it was my first rotation. I was on track A. And, um, man, seeing the, the human body, like the organs and stuff in person, like the anatomy, is like one of the best, like, feelings in the world. Um, that I was on colorectal surgery. So that's paired with uh, plastics, or at least it was when I was um, doing my surgery rotation. And when I first stepped into um, 
one of my surgeons OR and she was like, you know, reach up there and touch this and, you know, do this. And do you feel that? And I was like, holy smokes, like, this is pretty freaking cool, man. Like, uh, it was just like super exciting. The first time I got to first assist and use the cautery and um, my senior resident uh, actually texted me at the end of the like once we got upstairs and stuff, she was like, "Congratulations on first ass- on your first first assistant." I was like, "Ah, <laughs> did I really do that?" Uh, so it was like it was a pretty cool um, moment, and I had a great time. And I I would honestly I wish I was exposed to surgery a lot earlier because it could have been something that I you know could have thought about going into more seriously but because that was like my first time actually being in the OR and um exploring the field a little bit I I kind of felt like it was a little too late for me um to do it but I am very happy with my choice to going into pediatrics um I knew if I were to do any other specialty it would have to be peds focused anyway um so I don't think that I'm missing out because I'm gonna hopefully in some kind of way have a career where procedures are included in it but right now the lifestyle of a pediatric resident versus a surgical resident and one that wants to pursue pediatric fellowship is just not one I'm willing to sacrifice um as an older and non-traditional med student sure well that experience is I mean it's it's very cool it's very cool it's like truly awesome and this you know the true sense of the word and I just think too like what a privilege right like yeah what a privilege to be like able to interact with other humans in that way you know like someone couldn't I don't think could be more vulnerable than in that position and I think it's just like such an amazing privilege to be able to be there for that and with them agreed yeah very cool So what are you looking forward to now? You're in your orientation week for the M4 year. What are you most looking forward to coming up? I am most looking forward to no more adult patients. (laughs) Uh, I finished on internal medicine and I was like, holy smokes, I am ready to get out of here with these people. (laughs) These adults are stinky. They're mean. They're nasty. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, So I am doing PEDS rotations here on out. And hopefully I never have to deal with a patient that is over the age of... I mean, I can do up until 21. After that, like, you're on your own, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we all have. And when I was working as a therapist, I preferred working with adults. And I was, like, not interested in working with children. I only worked in a couple of agencies where I had to work with kiddos. But um, we all have our preferences, you know. It's fair. It's fair. (laughs) So They usually say, like, either you're going to do adults or kids or you're going to do – do you like medicine or procedures? Like those are kind of like the two big splits you have to have when deciding a specialty. Right. So you're just excited to get to the, what you want to do, you know, yes. what's, what's going to mirror more closely, like your eventual career. That totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And I get to do all my fun, like, oh, is that, do I hear waffles in your belly? I get to do all my fun <laughs> stuff, all like yeah. fun kid things I get to do and put like all my fun stuff back on my stethoscope and I get to like look fun and just be fun so I'm excited for that part because when you like ask a, a old person like oh I think I hear Cheerios in your belly when I'm listening they're going to be like okay like you're really killing me right now <laughs> <laughs> you're right it doesn't have the same vibe right <laughs> yeah exactly oh no that does sound like a lot of fun and I could see like with children just how much 
easier it is to integrate fun into your like day to day, you know? Um, So I get it. I get it. So if you could send a message to those rising M3s, what would it be? Yeah. um, I would say like go hard starting the first day. Um, You're here for a reason. So now it's like time to show up and show out. Um, You need to grind from the time you walk in until the time you go to bed. Um, Also remember to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. To be late is unacceptable. unacceptable. Anybody who knows me know that punctuality is something I value and I want you all to really put your best foot forwards because um, it's unfortunate that your your residents and your attendings are going to be um, having opinions about you as soon as you step foot in the door. So make sure they're getting the right the right opinion and the right right vibe from you early. Um, make the most of each day. Um, you're not here for that mean attending or the uptight resident. You're here for the patient, and like that's what's going to get you through and going to help you like motivate you and get you through this kind of hard time because it's going to be. They're going to be moments that are hard, but they're also going to be a lot more rewarding and amazing moments. Um, have fun. M3 year is so much better than the first two years. Like I promise it's so much better um, and enjoy it. Like it's going to fly by. I cannot believe that I'm a fourth year med student, like literally cannot believe that I'm, I just plugged in 18 programs into ERAS this morning. I cannot believe it. Um, so please just enjoy it. Take the time to quote unquote, smell the roses. Um, Cause it does go by fast. Right. I love this messaging. And I feel like it's grounded in that idea of like remembering the purpose and that you're, you are meant to be here and deserve to be here, you know, yes. like making the most of it and from being on time to smelling the roses, you know, like definitely this theme of like, remember why you're here and and why you're doing this and that it matters to you and you deserve it yeah love that so british if students are so inspired by this conversation or they want to connect with you or have questions uh, where can they find you or how can they reach you yeah um you can email me at uh bfields at mcw.edu um or you could just look me up under british fields you can also follow me on med twitter at at British Fields underscore. Um, I think you can also look me up by first and last name as well. Okay. And I will put those, that social and your email in the show notes. So people have access there as well. Perfect. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much British for doing this, especially during this like orientation week. I know you have, you're, you're going through a lot this week and learning a lot. And I appreciate you taking out some time to record this episode for our rising M3s. I know that they so appreciate it too. Yeah, it's no problem. I'm always here as a resource. Um, Please use me and reach out if you need it. for tuning in to another episode of well 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 be sure to subscribe rate and review and if you have any thoughts or ideas for the podcast or you might feel passionate about a wellness topic you'd love to chat about as a very special guest never hesitate to reach out to me on my mcw email i leave it in the show notes and we want this podcast to really be meaningful and valuable to you our listeners thanks everyone and be well Mm -hmm.